Last week's episode struck a chord with many of you, so today I'm going to dive in a little deeper into the subject of mom life and marriage. No matter your age, I think you'll find some encouragement on how to walk with success in whatever stage of life you're in. Let's get to it. Welcome to Walking on Water, where our focus is to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. What's the storm in your life? I'll never say that it's easy, but Jesus changes our perspective. He gives us courage to do life differently, to throw off the victim mentality that threatens to drown us in our pain, and he gives us the tools we need to live a victorious life. I'm your host, Lynette Carpenter. Let's discover more about the power-filled, faith-filled life Jesus invites us to live. Welcome and thank you for joining me here again this week. I love hearing from so many of you about how you are enjoying the podcast. It means so much to me. Um, Every message and comment just warms my heart. And my goal and passion is to help people discover a joy-filled life. And it can be possible. No matter how hard your situation might be, I promise that it can get better. If this is your first time here, I hope you'll hang around. I received a lot of feedback from last week's episode that I decided I'm going to push pause on my original plans for this week's podcast and just take time to chat over a cup of coffee. I like to meet with women all the time. I meet with women or teenagers um, as a youth leader. And it seems like I have a one-on-one almost every week, but I might have more than one every week. And I love to just have that time to sit down and just chat. And since I can't meet with every single one of you, let's just pretend that that's happening here and now. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea or chai or whatever it is you like and snuggle in and we'll give ourselves a little coffee date. In this space, we talk about everything from motherhood to marriage and God to groceries. (laughs) Okay, maybe a little bit more God than groceries, but the Bible does say that we are to do all things to the glory of God. So whether you're in a season of wiping bottoms or writing books, it doesn't really matter. We, We need to do everything that we do for the glory of God. And so while this is called walking on water and we're learning to walk by faith and not by sight, as I said last week, it does come into our everyday life. Um, on a physical, practical level. And so I love, that's what I was sharing about last week was just how to um, set a routine for ourselves as women in the home and how that it impacts our lives. So some questions came in and I decided why not just build a podcast um, off of these questions. So we're going to go ahead and get started with that. But first, I just want to encourage you that in your calling as a mom, or as a wife, or as just a woman, whatever role, whatever stage of life that you're in, do it with excitement and with an energy and with gratitude. Gratitude is the most important. Become a student of the calling of the stage or the role that you are in. Like if you're a teenager, um, learn how to manage your home life well. Have you ever thought about that? It's easy as teenagers to think, you know, you're just kind of rolling through life and you're going to head off to college soon or something like that. Or when you get your own house, you're going to do it this way because mom does it that way and her way stinks. (laughs) But you can take care of your space really well right now. 
Are you looking at your finances? Are you looking at your mental health? Are you looking at your school and your friendships at school? Are you looking at your relationships with your teachers? All of those are things that you can enjoy, things that you can do well. And at the same time, look at ways that you can eliminate the things that steal your joy. I mean, you can't, okay, eliminate pesky little siblings or, you know, school, but there are things that steal your joy. And I know you're not going to want to hear it, but social media, that's usually the first thing. So set boundaries for yourself so that you can be staying in a place of peace, of gratitude and and enjoy. I'm sorry. And joy. (laughs) Other ideas for you, teens. I'm going to move to moms and and wives here in a little bit, but I got to throw this in there for you. If you're a teenager, go on a mission trip, train for a 5k, set some health goals, write a letter to your grandma, go see your grandma for crying out loud, volunteer at your church or a local ministry, clean your room, or better yet, go clean up the kitchen without even being asked. (laughs) You don't have to tell your mom that I asked you to do it, but just find ways to serve others. And I promise you're going to realize that when you serve others, that you're going to have more joy than if you are the one who was being served. I promise it works that way. It doesn't sound like it works that way, but it does. And if you are a mom and you're in a stage right now where you have young kids, my, my encouragement to you is to be present, to be intentional. Now, this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but my challenge is to you, even though I'm going to say become a student of your calling, there's a difference Um, between that and over-educating yourself in the world's ideas of motherhood, okay? God gives us the tools that we need, and it's built right into our DNA. It's it's also called common sense and the Holy Spirit, okay? So don't overcomplicate it. I see so many young moms being overwhelmed by the amount of information coming at them. Do this, don't do that, do this, this, and this. And then judgment, like, okay, I know, I went off on it last week already, but it really is um, something that needs to be dealt with. And I hate that for your generation. I hate it so much. It shouldn't be so hard. So turn off all the extra opinions, um, except mine. You can keep my opinion. (laughs) But keep it simple. Have fun, be safe, and show love. Like everything, if it doesn't fall under those three things, it probably isn't necessary. And I know that sounds too simple, but it's not. And if you simplify things, you're going to find that you can have space to breathe and to enjoy the space and the time of life that you are in. If we're honest, much of what we do as humans can be oftentimes for the opinion of others. Like I said last week, and I continue to stand by this. Motherhood, motherhood is hard enough. And so then when we add in the negative commentary coming at us like a flood in our world today, it only makes it more difficult. A quote that I heard a while back says, when you choose knowledge before you choose life, knowledge will kill your life. Let that sink in, okay? We are unindated with knowledge and racing around trying to implement all that we are told to do, and life is passing us by. So it's time to kiss that mindset goodbye. Kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie, or stupid, whichever you prefer to say. (laughs) Whatever gets your attention the most, just keep it simple, sweetie. Don't make it be so hard. Get back to the basics. Take it down to the studs if you must, and consider 
what matters the most and then start rebuilding from there. If you are a young mom and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, I know we maybe can't meet up for coffee like we are pretending to do right now, but I I do want to encourage you, reach out to me, okay? Um, Some of you have already, and I enjoy that. I, I, I look forward to that. And I might not have all the answers, but I might help. I can help you wor- uh, work through the challenges you're facing, and we can make a plan. So you can connect with me um, through email at lynettecarpenter at yahoo.com, or my Instagram handle is lynette underscore carpenter underscore. Here's the thing. I rocked my babies alongside mamas that were doing their mothering differently. They had different opinions on the best way to raise children, and... Um, We had differences in opinions on everything from potty training to formula versus breastfeeding and co-sleeping versus self-soothers and schedule versus no schedule. And so here I am. I still feel like I'm like a whopping 23 years old, but I'm not. And actually those babies are. They're adults now and some of them are teens. And guess what? I overthought things that didn't really matter. My oldest, he was walking by nine months old, which I attributed to my stellar abilities as a mother, right? (laughs) Boy, was I wrong because I look back now and I remember having a huge attitude shift when going from my first to my second with Tyler. I wanted him to be like the best and the first at everything. And I would compare where he was at to um, other babies that were his age. And he was smart and he was quick. At thing, like I remember he learned his numbers and letters really young, but I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember the walking and I remember the numbers and letters, but I remember comparing um, whether or not he was potty trained to some of his other, the other kids that were his age, but I don't remember really anymore um, who got there first. And I realized that I was measuring my value as a mother on his performance and abilities, which is so unfair to him, to him, to my child. And it's unfair to myself as well. So then I mentioned Amy, right? Amy comes racing into this world like a freight train. And the easy experience I had had with Tyler, who is so laid back, was met with like a stark contrast to this adorable tornado. <laughs> she was so different from Tyler from day one. I mean, even when I was pregnant with her, I could tell she she moved so much differently um, as in more and probably punched harder. Um, so she was just like, she was different from in the womb. I knew she would be different than her older brother. So when she started crawling, rather than patting myself on the back at how quickly she was crawling, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a problem (laughs) because I could no longer contain her to a limited amount of real estate, right? And I knew that if I could hold her into tight spaces as long as possible, my life would be easier. So like when she started reaching the age of walking, I mean, she passed nine months and 10 months and she still wasn't walking and I was totally fine with that. And if she started acting like she was going to walk, you know, I would just trip her. No, I'm kidding. I did not trip her. But I didn't, I mean, maybe this isn't fair, but I didn't really work with her like I did Tyler because I wanted her to hold off. I'm going to tell you why though, okay? She really did get into everything. I mean, she she would climb on the table, the counters. I, I have a picture of her standing on our stove. 
Like I walk out into my kitchen and there is my tiny little child standing up on the stove. Oh my word. I have pictures of her also stripped down to just a t-shirt and pulling dry goods out of the uppers of the cabinets as fast as she could go. I don't know why. I don't know what she was getting into, but she found a way into everything. She would unfold laundry as fast as I could fold it. Um, after Corey was born, so now she would be two years old approximately, just before he was born, we um, weaned her off of her pacifier. So then along comes baby Corey and suddenly pacifiers are back in the house. And so she'd sneak into his room, she'd climb into his crib and she would pop it out of his mouth and then she'd just lay there real sweet like and suck on the pacifier. Um, it was cute, so I kind of let her get away with it. But she also is the one who cut her friend's hair. Um, she helped another friend smear poop on our pastor's van at church. Oh, she was crazy. I think I've convinced you of that, right? But we determined, Tim and I determined to direct this active, fearless, tireless child into something productive. And today, she is a small business owner and a happy wife to her husband, Colton. And yes, she married young, but she was ready for it. And she is approaching life with joy and passion. And Tyler is also married and one of the kindest people I know. So I'm saying this. They approach life differently, but they are both wonderful young adults who I am beyond proud of. And here's the thing. I don't remember which one potty trained the earliest or the easiest. I don't even really remember necessarily how I did it. But I I do know this. They're potty trained. And... I don't remember how long I let them crawl into bed with us at night, but I can tell you that they don't do it anymore. But what I do know is that we tried so hard to be intentional. We tried our best to be present. We tried to create special family experiences from something that would be free to sometimes spending something, a little extra money at times, just to create special family bonds. We taught our children how to work and we were probably stricter than we needed to be but we also prayed for wisdom along the way because parenting is not an easy task, but it is doable and it is enjoyable. So as I said before, become a student of your calling. And if it's motherhood, find the best way to do it, but don't overcomplicate it. Have fun, be safe, show love. Because someday you're going to be sitting where I'm at and your babies have become adults and you're going to realize I really stressed out over things that I probably could have let go um, from the beginning. So I hope that encourages you um, when it comes to motherhood because I don't want you to be burdened or weighed down by the abundant opinions of the world around you. Um. So if you don't, if you think, oh, this is probably something important I need to do for my child, if you're not 100% sure, um, or if you, either way, even if you feel 100% sure, still take it to the Lord. Um, James 1.5, he's going to give us wisdom when we ask for it. He gives it abundantly. So another question that came in from last week is several of you reached out to ask about my notebook schedule. And Years ago, I started out with this really pretty little leather binder. I think it was a three ring binder, but, um, you know, like what, seven inches tall, I think seven, five by seven. And I filled it with my own paper. And then I also kept my Ramsey envelopes for our, um, cash budget in that. And I also had a space for grocery lists and then other, other notes. So since that time, 
my it's changed somewhat. I I loved the the leather binder, but um, my grocery list is now a shared note on my phone. That way, anyone else in our household can add their needs to the list as well. And usually, the way that that looks um, is that they'll say, "Hey, mom, I need deodorant." <laughs> So I share it with them, but I'm still the one that adds it to the list. Um, um, and someday I'll probably go back to having that little binder. But lately I have been using old notebooks that the kids have brought home at the end of the school year. I just get some sort of weird joy out of using them up. So I'm going to share a picture of what that looks like Um on my blog, and I will have a link for that in the show notes as well so that you can just see what a typical week looks like. Um, I think it's probably going to look a little atypical because I got VBS in there right now. Um, and I don't have a lot on the schedule because you don't need to know what I'm up to, but I will be filling those in with a whole lot more things, um, whether it's something small like don't forget this or you know give the dog his vitamin or you know weed the flower beds. So there's going to be more added to it, but... Um, I just wanted to share like the nuts and bolts of what that looks like. So get yourself a notebook or a binder, whatever way you want to do it. But it's a great way for you to stay on task with what you've got going on. Um, a couple of you also asked when I start my day. So I tend to wake up pretty easy. Lately, it's been around like 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And that's a blessing and a curse. Um, my recommendation is to consider what your responsibilities are and what you want to accomplish in a day. So many things will come up. Um, well, I mean, so many things come into play based on your own physical needs, like how much sleep you need or your children and their sleep styles, as well as what your schedule looks like. But um, for a stay-at-home mom, I would advise you, if you are a stay-at-home mom, to get up and get to your job, even though it's in your home. Um, I know that it's easy to just you know, day after day, every day looks the same, but I would say to look at it like it's your job. And if you do it different, there's no judgment for me. I'm just saying that's the suggestion or that's what worked well for me. I personally found it helpful to get up by seven o'clock. I would make my bed, get dressed and I put on some shoes. I had, I have shoes just for in the house because I have high arches and so it supports my feet. So then I don't get as tired as quickly. Um, but there's also there was a season for me when no matter how quiet I was, um, one of my kids would always hear me and get up and join me. It seemed like no matter at first it was Amy, and then later it was Kobe. Even now, Kobe's still at home, and if he hears me, he doesn't like come out of his room as quickly as he used to. But he, um, when he was, I don't know, preteen. If he heard anything, he was ready to get up and he's ready to approach life with full speed ahead. Um, but here's the thing about that. It's a season and seasons change. And none of my children come and sit on my lap while I'm trying to have my quiet time anymore. <laughs> but I bet if they listen to this, they're going to come in over and try, right? So if you're in that season, though, where you're trying to quietly enjoy coffee and Jesus time, don't feel frustrated if your kids wake up before you're ready. Let them see you spending time with the Lord and invite them to join you in the, in it. Look at it as a training ground. Give them a journal to write in or scribble in or whatever stage they're in. Um, pour a mug of chocolate milk for them and let them be a part of your alone, in quotes, time with God. Um, it's important for them to see you taking that time with the Lord and knowing that they can be a part of it as well. Okay, 
favorite question here. How can I make home a place of peace for my husband when he comes home? And how can I help him be the best dad and husband he can be? Oh my goodness, girl, that is like my favorite subject. But we are out of time this week. So I hope you'll hit that follow button and join me back here again next week. And we will jump into that question. But before you leave, let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for every wife, woman, mother, teenager who's listening to this. And I pray, Father, that you would give them your wisdom and your peace. Whatever they're going through in life and the areas of chaos, I pray that you would help them to find a way to bring order and that they would look to you for their guidance, for their direction, for their wisdom in life. I thank you that you are the wonderful counselor and that we can come to you with anything and that you give us your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to share this with a friend or on your social media accounts. In fact, tag me on Instagram and I'll be sure to reshare it on my stories. Also, don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss an episode. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired today. Always remember, your life has purpose, you have value, you are loved, and with Jesus, you can rise above your storm. Get out of the boat, friend. Let's walk on water.